we got the alternative energy free autonomy and welcome to the radioactive show produced at the studios of 3CR Melbourne and heard nationally on the community radio network this is the radioactive show and i'm emma crunch the radioactive show acknowledges that our show is produced on Wurundjeri land of the Kulin nation and that sovereignty has never been ceded on Sunday, 2nd of September, about 100 people gathered at Victorian Parliament to send off a group of cyclists travelling to Canberra as a part of the ICANN Peace Ride. ICANN is, of course, the international campaign to abolish nuclear weapons, an organisation that began in Melbourne just over 10 years ago and who, less than a year ago, won Australia's first Nobel Peace Prize for their work towards a nuclear f- weapon-free world. The timing of the ride is deliberate. It is just over a year since ICANN and hundreds of countries created a treaty to ban nuclear weapons. The cyclists will carry the Nobel Peace Prize to Canberra to highlight the fact that Australia has not signed on to this treaty and to demand that this country joins much of the world in working towards a safer planet. We're going to hear from a number of speakers who spoke at the send-off event on Sunday as well as songs from the Peace Choir. We'll start by hearing from the two politicians present, Janet Rice, an Australian Green Senator, and Andrew Giles, an MP for Labor. And to also acknowledge that, yeah, we're still working for peace and justice with our Indigenous brothers and sisters, with the first Australians. And for us here today, sort of, as you're about to head out on this massive journey for peace and for justice, remembering that we've still got a lot of work to do here until we've got peace and justice and treaties and sovereignty with the, the first Australians. So I wanted to start with what keeps on coming up and I've decided is my favourite quote of all time, which I'm sure everyone here knows, you probably you know, got it stuck in places, and that's the, the Margaret Mead quote. I've never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed people can change the world. Indeed, it's the only thing it ever has. We're just, just so much of the work that we are doing together. It, it's giving us that hope that we can feel that there's only a small group of us. Here we are. You know, in fact, it's pretty wonderful. I think they have this many people here on a now, yes, rather grey Sunday morning, 10 o'clock Father's Day, etc. So good on you all for being here. But knowing that it really is, you know, from these little things, big things grow. And of course, that's the journey that ICANN has been on. And I think back to my first involvement um, in campaigning when I was working for uh, what was then the Conservation Council of Victoria, now Environment Victoria, in the old Environment Centre. And there was the, the movement against uranium mining, is wonderful, mm. inspiring women sort of working side by side. And in the mid-80s, the peace movement there, I remember Nancy for a nuclear-free Pacific. That's when I first met Nancy. And so there was this sense that at that stage in the 80s that we were building this campaign for peace and for nuclear bans around the world. And then a range of different things happened and, you know, the threat of climate change took off and the peace movement seemed to have, you know, not so much disappeared but hit a lull. And so what I find so inspiring about the work of ICANN is from that, you know, group of people that, as Dave said, would have fitted in a small band, that we have now got this 
um, global treaty that nations are signing on to and that we know that Australia will eventually sign on to. We yes. know that will happen. Yes. It will happen. It will happen. And it's going to be because of the work of the people that have worked so hard before now and the work of all of you and the work that the people that you are going to inspire um, are going to do as well. Now think about the journey that ICANN's been on and think what a wonderful symbol of having this bike ride that you're about to go off on today. For me, when I um, took up my seat in the parliament, so just over four years ago, I thought, yeah, well, I, you know, I'm a great cyclist, I ride everywhere, you know, and that I needed to basically say, well, let's, it's a, such a down-to-earth way to get to Canberra and to say I'm connected with my community as a politician. And the, the symbol of that journey, which you're about to go on, of connecting with people along the way and inspiring people and giving people hope and knowing that there is something that they can be involved in as well. So I really want to thank you for doing it. Thank you for taking on um, that, uh, the, the epic journey. And yes, and you will, you know, those of you that are riding the whole way will be pushed further than you thought was possible. Um, but knowing that that's important and knowing that in doing that, you are inspiring and creating hope in other people and building the movement. And by building that movement, we know that we can achieve you know, great things and that we have to achieve those great things. We know that, you know, for me as a Green, you know, our philosophy is summed up in four interlocking things of ecological sustainability, social justice, participatory democracy and peace and non-violence. They're all interconnected. And for us who are working together, it's knowing we haven't got a choice. We've got to work for these things. If we've got to have optimism and hope for the future, we've got to be taking a stand and to be working together to achieve things. So thank you. I'm very sad that I can't even join you for today. You know, from my from riding to Canberra myself four years ago now as a politician, you know, having an hour with you this morning is about all of the time I've got before I go off to other things. But so I really look forward to meeting the, meeting the ride when it arrives in Canberra and to then be that connection between the people from around the world that you're all representing and the politicians and to be sending that message and saying all of these people working together with politicians, with your representatives, that we can achieve the great change for that peaceful and just world that we're all working towards. Okay, thank you and good on you. And can I join other speakers in acknowledging the traditional owners of the land on which we gathered and pay my respects to elders past and present and to acknowledge as others have done this, this was and always will be Aboriginal land on which we stand. Uh, I, I've been asked to speak for only four minutes, which is very brave with a politician, but I'm going to try and fit the, fit the bill just this once. That's a politician's promise. Uh, but I might, I might be held to it. Firstly, um, for anyone who believes in a more equal society, has got to believe in a more peaceful world, a more cooperative world. And I don't see how that world is possible when there are nuclear weapons around. So I'll answer your question, Jeannie. I'll be, I'll be uh, saying yes, as I have done, to fighting for the ban. I also want to make this point. Uh, it's, it seems very odd to me as a, as a Victorian left winger in the Labor Party to be on the same side as 75% of my party. It feels very, very odd. Um, but it just shows the power of the idea, the principle and the determination of ICANN. Social change, uh, Dave and I were talking about on the way in, and, and Jeannie as well, it doesn't progress in a linear fashion. It happens in leaps and bounds because people come together and tell powerful stories bravely and with conviction. 
and I'm so proud to stand here today with you and with the riders who are heading off under less clement skies to make that case for change and remake it because the only way we're going to build a, a, a fairer world is through getting the institutions that make up global democracy working better and that's about Australia for once being a leader and showing the way and it's a very simple ask that these people have right into Canberra to say to people like me and Janet to persuade our federal government to do what's just and right. It's not a difficult ask, it's a simple ask for a country to take a basic step of leadership towards a safer world. So with that, I just wanted to make one last re reflection, and that's this. Change is made in places just like this, and I'm so incredibly proud and take such great aspiration, inspiration for the vision of democracy that ICANN represents. It's not just about banning nuclear weapons, it's not just about seeing the treaty signed, it's about making change by ordinary people coming together in common cause. So to everyone who's been on the ICANN journey, can I give you my thanks? And to the cyclists, can I say good luck? Janet may have some tips of the cycling route to Canberra, the coffee <laughs> stops. And I look forward to seeing you in Canberra, comrades. Well done. This is the Radioactive Show, and we've just heard from Andrew Giles, a Labor Party MP, and before him, Janet Rice, Senator for the Greens. They were both speaking at the Melbourne send-off of ICANN's Nobel Peace Ride to Canberra. We'll now hear from two other speakers at the send-off, who are addressing the issue of universities partnering with weapons manufacturers as an alarming development in Australia's tertiary sector. First, Jeannie Ray of the National Tertiary Education Union, followed by Lucy Turton from Lockout Lockheed and Disarm Unis. So why, why is it still going on? Well, of course we know why, and we know it's because there's power and there's big profits to be made. There's big money to be made. And they've said, I'm from the union that represents the people who work in universities. And to our shame, our universities are becoming more active in the weapons industry than they have ever been before. Now, I'm not going to focus on this because I know Lucy wants to talk about it in a moment. She's looking at me going, oh, no, don't say what I want to say. <laughs> um, but what I do want to say is that the National Tertiary Education Union, representing the people who work in our universities and in research institutes, and we're calling upon our university councils and managements to come clean on their partnerships, on their secret deals, on the secret deals that they're making with all sorts of dodgy and frightening outfits uh, for research, for putting money into all sorts of things. I gather we don't know because they won't tell us. We just know when they when they then call a press conference and say, "Look, this is what we've signed up with. This and this butte." Now it's no excuse, but universities starved of funds for basic teaching and research are basically prepared to sign up with anyone that offers a bag of money. So there is a straight line, in my opinion, there's a straight line connection between government's decisions to cut university funding and the ongoing development and research into nuclear weapons. As I said, we're a trade union and I'm proud to announce that at the last ACTU Congress held a couple of months ago. 
the delegates decided to support ICANN and endorse the call for the Nuclear Weapons Ban Treaty and to call upon our government to sign on. The trade union movement has committed to actively work towards success and implementation of this campaign. Our own union, the NTU's meeting next month, and we are going to, at that meeting, commit to making this an election issue. We'll of course be campaigning around higher education and indeed around free higher education and properly funded higher education that everybody can be involved in. But we will be calling upon any candidates that we talk to about our key issues on higher education, our key issues on the rights of workers, on decent trade laws for trade unions, decent industrial laws. We will be adding to that, that people need to commit to signing on to the nuclear ban treaty. people who are here today um, and also echoing what some other people have spoken about that First Nations people have been fighting against nuclear environmental and all kinds of injustice for over 200 years now and it's a pleasure to be continuing that fight with them as well um, it's a bit of a hard act to follow when you bring out the Nobel Peace Prize <laughs> um, but I'll try and keep what I have to say a little compelling so we can get underway um, as quick as possible before it gets rainy again. So I'm from Disarm Unis. We started the campaign this year, um, yeah, early in 2018. But before that, um, we'd been doing some work at Melbourne University with Lockout Lockheed. So we started that campaign um, just at the end of 2016 when Melbourne Uni very proudly um, announced that it was having a new partnership with the world's biggest weapons manufacturer, Lockheed Martin. Um, they said they would be having a big research lab and have some research agreements to send graduates towards Lockheed Martin and to get them to work on basic research for the weapons industry. So we began the campaign knowing almost nothing about what this actually was going to look like because the university, despite their like big publicity around it and their excitement around it, completely closed doors, closed off any transparency around what the actual agreement was going to look like, what the contract would look like, any of that. So we've been campaigning on that for about two years now. We weren't really getting anywhere. Um, quite disturbingly, they would just avoid any attempts to have any discourse about it. And I think that's when you know that something very frightening is going to be happening. Something that no one is going to be happy about, that's going to potentially cost lives and contribute to research that is going to do these terrible things in places like Yemen and Syria. Um, and just recently Lockheed Martin weapons killed a bunch of Yemeni civilians about a couple of weeks ago. And that's when their stocks go up as well, which I think is another telling aspect of the corporate university's investment in these kind of huge organisations dedicated to the business of war. So about a couple of months ago, a bunch of activists from Disarm Unis and from the Students of Sustainability Conference took action across the city of Melbourne on 
Wurundjeri land. Um, and one of the actions that we did was at Melbourne University, we shut down the administration building for the day, yeah, prevented yeah, any yeah. work happening. Yeah, it was pretty great. Um, blockaded all the entrances until they gave us a meeting with the vice chancellor. And that was the first time the vice chancellor had met with a group of students in about seven or eight years. So that was pretty exciting to finally get some discourse from the top dog there. Um, what we found out in that meeting was that they don't actually have an official contract, they have an under the table deal, which is unsurprising um, given how, how angry so many students are about this, that they've got a kind of contract where you can't actually have any proper oversight or accountability whatsoever. So it's not just happening at Melbourne University, there's something that's happening at universities all over Australia. There's 32 universities now that have signed up to the Defence Sciences Institute, which is um, a government organisation or a sort of agreement that began in 2014. Um, so there's 32 universities across the country that have signed on to do research towards defence, all in the name of innovation. And this kind of innovation is the kind of innovation that results in death and destruction worldwide. It's not the kind of innovation that we need in our universities. It's not the kind of investments that we need in our education systems. What we need is less corporations at our universities and more funding to actual education, research that's going to be for social justice and for peace across the world, not just in places where, um, where the more privileged people sit. So yeah, the campaign, it's getting bigger every day. Um, where, as I think um, Janet said, we're going through a bit of a lull at the moment, perhaps, in the peace movement, but I think that groundswell is starting to build up again. And I think the generations of people who've been working on this will hopefully be proud of what we're trying to achieve at university campuses and what the young people at the moment are really starting to build at all the different campuses across the, the whole country and hopefully the world as well. Um, so yeah, good luck to everyone going to Canberra. Um, thank you for having me. That was Lucy Turton of Lockout Lockheed and Disarm Unis. Look them up online to find out more about their campaigns to get the weapons industry out of our universities. We'll now hear from ICANN board member Marcus Yip, followed by some final words from the MC of the Noble Peace Ride send-off event, Dave Sweeney, nuclear-free campaigner for the Australian Conservation Foundation. Dave introduces Marcus here. Um, as a medico, you have to sign an oath a pledge which says that you will do no harm and um, that's one of the reasons why ICANN has been driven and is so strongly at its core um, medical practitioners and uh, because you know the ultimate preventative medicine is to stop global destruction. Um, one who's dedicated considerable energy and vast talent to that is Marcus Yip and Marcus is here today. He's the treasurer of ICANN Australia. He keeps the books happening and keeps it much more as well. Thanks, Marcus. Thank you, Dave. Thanks, everyone, for coming out. Um, I'd also like to start by acknowledging the Wurundjeri people um, and pay respects to leaders past, present and emerging. So I'm Marcus. I'm on the board of ICANN. I'm also an emergency doctor. So as an emergency doctor, I would be at the front line of any nuclear disaster. Um, and I can tell you that there would be horrible, horrible things to witness, large-scale burns, radiation, death, um, only to be witnessed um, in Hiroshima and Nagasaki previously, but also 
um, on our Aboriginal people nuclear testing Maralinga and also on the Pacific Island nations um, as late as 1996. I can tell you as an emergency doctor that there would be no response. There is nothing that I can do medically. There is nothing that we can do from a resource perspective. We would be overwhelmed. There would be overwhelming death and destruction. So as in most things in medicine, prevention is always better than cure. And prevention in the case of nuclear weapons comes in the form of the nuclear ban treaty. And it was here 11 years ago that ICANN was started by three Melbournians. And what we've achieved, massive grassroots movements to catalyze political and, um, and legal change on an international level. Um, so it was a year ago now at the United Nations where we helped negotiate a treaty to ban nuclear weapons and to make them illegal. And for people to come together against a seemingly impossible mission to rid the world of these nuclear weapons. So it's great to see so many people here today um, for another huge grassroots action um, and to push to raise awareness and to make Australia part of, part of this historic commitment. Um, much of our Southeast Asian countries have already signed and ratified, yes. so Thailand and Vietnam. Um, and many of our Pacific Island neighbours have also signed. Um, New Zealand and Palau have signed and ratified our treaty. Um, and disappointingly, um, Australia is um, holding out. So there is much more education that needs to be done. I, I'm sure this ride will raise awareness along the way to the public and also in Canberra. Um, and for those of us like me, unfortunately, who can't uh, participate in the ride, um, think about supporting our, our riders, um, donating via website and donating to our cause. Um, and so to everyone on the ride, um, wishing you a very safe and peaceful journey. Um, and thank you for being riders of peace and uh, messengers for our cause. And we'll see you in Canberra. quite amazing this ride really when you think of it like this crew you're getting on bikes from here and you're getting off bikes in Canberra and uh, in between there's events in big towns and little towns there's local media local state and federal polys along the way there's local communities there is an extraordinary outpouring of like goodwill there are church groups and community groups that are opening the halls for people to sleep at, their houses for people to eat at. It's the real thing. It's a beautiful thing. And it's this sort of stuff, it is this range of, of interventions from the halls of Canberra, which Jim and Tillman did last week, to the emergency stopping lane of the Hume Highway Freeway, which there won't be much of, actually. They're much nicer B-roads, if you like, that are happening. Through to today, standing 70, 80, 100 of us outside our parliament. And bit by bit, like the water on the stone, we are changing things. And if you want, if you want 
Prime Minister Morrison, any acknowledgement of that, asked Jem, what's in the backpack? Not just blister pack, it's the world's most prestigious prize with the world saying, this is the way we need to go. And we are not mucking around. We intend to make nuclear weapons unlawful, and then we intend not to ACTU-wise change the rules, we intend to add one. We intend to add one. We change the fundamental game, we make a rule that it is unlawful, illegal, unacceptable, and will not be tolerated to threaten to destroy this planet that we love. End of story. Dave Sweeney and before him Marcus Yip, both board members of ICANN, the international campaign to abolish nuclear weapons. Earlier in the show, we heard from Andrew Giles, Senator Janet Rice, Jeannie Ray of the NTEU and Lucy Turton of Disarm Unis. All were speaking at the ICANN Noble Peace Ride send-off event on September 2nd at Victoria's Parliament. You can support and keep track of the ride from Melbourne to Canberra by looking up Noble Peace Ride on Facebook or Twitter or visiting the ICANN website, icanw.org.au. All songs in today's show were by the awesome Peace Choir who sung at the event and kept the mood up. This has been the Radioactive Show, produced in the studios of 3CR on Wurundjeri Country in Fitzroy, Melbourne, and heard nationally on the Community Radio Network. We would like to thank the ACE Collective of Friends of the Earth Melbourne for their support. You can podcast our show by going to 3thenumbercr.org.au, find us on Facebook, or leave a message at 3CR by calling 03 I'm Emma Crunch. Thanks for listening, and here's for a nuclear-free future.